Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. Today on the WSN podcast, we're going to talk uh, a little bit later with Billy Kegler, the tournament director for the 608 basketball tournament, about their event coming up this weekend at Madison College, featuring some outstanding teams and individual players, including future Wisconsin Badger player Jack Robeson of Lakeville North High School. Uh, an excellent in-season tournament that is in, I believe, the third year. Uh, it, we're getting to that point where uh, we've got Christmas coming up, which uh, means after Christmas, that week after Christmas, some really outstanding holiday tournaments around the state. Uh, but the 608 basketball tournament this weekend, a little bit of a precursor to uh, to those events coming up a little bit later. So we'll talk to Billy. Get the lowdown on this year's event, some of the outstanding teams. There's a number of uh, ranked teams in the event, plus, like I said, that uh, outstanding Lakeville North team from uh, Minnesota coming over to participate this year. Let's remind everybody out there, though, to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Are you looking for an athletic advantage for your athlete or team? B3 Sciences is the answer. Originally limited to only Olympic caliber athletes, it is now available to anyone. Increase vertical leap, quickness, speed, and strength through a more effective, efficient, and safer way to get a deeper level of fatigue and more muscle fiber recruitment than many modern workouts. Visit drken.b3sciences.com and take a 30-day no-risk test drive. Technology trusted by the Milwaukee Brewers, Chicago Cubs, LA Clippers, USA Powerlifting Team, the Kansas City Chiefs, and more. Well, before we get into that conversation with uh, with Billy Kegler to preview the uh, 608 basketball tournament coming up this weekend, a few notes on some content that you have seen on Wisports.net uh, this week and also that we'll have coming out a little bit later this week. Of course, we're into the the, the meat of the basketball season, which means we had our coaches' polls that came out earlier this week. Uh, Norbert Durst is wrapping up conference previews, and we'll be getting to girls' basketball player rankings shortly. Speaking of player rankings, we're working on updated class of 2024, which is the senior class, football player rankings, uh, something that we've done the last couple of years, kind of uh, updating those player rankings after the completion of the season. This year, we have extended that out to a top 100 in the class of 2024, uh, Tuesday, we published 76 through 100. Wednesday, today, we took a look at 51 through 75. Thursday, we'll look at 26 through 50 and then wrap up on Friday with the top 25 players in the updated class of 2024 football player rankings. Really deep, talented class of athletes in that class of 2024. Uh, was very challenging to kind of put that together. Uh, I, I initially, in fact, had um, just started to work on a top 50, an updated top 50, which is what we've done before, uh, but realized that there were some really outstanding players that were going to be left off. So expanded that to top 100, um, some players that moved up, some players that, that moved down just a little bit, uh, whether because of injury or just the, you know, what other kids did. Um, so... You can check that out. Uh, player rankings, especially this this one here, you know it's it's not just college potential. 
It's not just, you know, the traditional rivals or 24-7 rankings, but it's not just high school, you know, performance either. It's a combination of college potential and recruiting interest and, and offers, uh, some of the in-person evaluations that I've been able to do at games that I was at this week or this year, uh, film evaluations, information and, uh, you know, evaluations that we've gotten from coaches, postseason awards, stats, production. Um, it, it does skew a little bit more towards college potential than let's say a, you know, an all con or excuse me, an all conference or all state list would, or even our, um, senior football awards would it, it does skew more towards the college potential side of things, but, um, you know, just, uh, a, a good way to kind of put a cap and put a bow on, uh, again, what's been a very talented class of 2024. We knew that coming into this year, there were a number of players committed to big 10 and, and power five type programs. And, uh, the production on the field certainly lived up to that potential that we saw in that class. One of the things that that I've talked about on Twitter a little bit this week that we will be expanding on with a, a full article coming up uh, probably tomorrow, probably Thursday on Wisports.net, is the results of some information that we've been able to gather for appeals that were filed to the WIAA's classification committee. It was last week that the WIA Classification Committee met for the first time to review appeals of uh, of the competitive balance plan that was voted on and approved by the membership in April at the annual meeting and goes into effect next year. Um, I believe it was December 5th or December 6th last week, the Classification Committee met to review two different uh, parts of that proposal and two different uh, requests and appeals. So the first part was the teams that met the point threshold, the six-point threshold to get moved up for uh, tournament performance factor points. Basically, if you, uh, depending on how you do in the postseason, uh, you can accumulate points, and depending on how many points you get, you can move up a division. That does come with an appeals process as part of the uh, proposal that was passed. And last week, the classification committee met to review any appeals that were filed. And I think it was certainly an interesting process, especially this first year. I don't want to um, don't want to you know give away too much right now. But the uh, let's just say that the schools that appealed were not too pleased with how that process went. And I'll expand upon that in that article that will be out tomorrow. I'll have some quotes from coaches. We'll have a full recap on uh, how those proposals, or excuse me, how those appeals went. Um, I'm not really sure why. I'm kind of frustrated, to be honest with you. Uh, I requested for, uh, to the WIAA to get a list of teams that appealed their tournament performance factor point elevation, as well as the results of those appeals. And the WIA indicated they would not provide those, at least at this time. Um, they wanted to review with the membership at next year's area meetings to determine if or how they would release any of that information. As far as I know, other than communicating directly to the schools that were involved in those requests, I don't believe those that information is available to the member schools themselves, which is a little bit surprising. Um, not the... Uh, 
not the transparency that that I think you would like to see from the WIAA uh, in this regard. And it's certainly a, a pretty stark difference compared to how the WIAA has handled conference realignment, where anybody and everybody can go online and see what schools are requesting conference realignment. They can see the results of those appeals. They can see all the data, all of the, uh, you know, the the rationale that schools are submitting as part of their request for conference realignment. They can see how conferences vote, how schools that are impacted vote um, on that. Uh, all that information, loads of information available in that conference realignment process. But in this classification process, that information is not being made available by the WIAA, and I'll expand upon that a little bit tomorrow. The uh, WIAA also indicated uh, that they would not provide information on what schools requested up or down. That's the second part of the competitive balance plan where schools can essentially request or self-identify what division they would like to be in, regardless of where their enrollment might place them. Um, and by the way, this is for fall sports only, for uh, the tournament performance factor points elevation and for requests up or down. This was fall sports only that were considered at that time since the um, the the cycle of points accumulation is three years. We now have three years worth of fall sports uh, information. So uh, fall sports were able to request up or down. And again, not getting that information from the WIAA. We don't know if it was five teams across all the fall sports. We don't know if it was 500 teams across all the fall sports. So uh, again, a frustrating lack of transparency and information provided um, by the WIAA on that. Uh, again, they have indicated that they will review with the schools next year at the area meetings to determine if or how that information will be released. But I think it is uh, disappointing that that is not being communicated. And as, again, as far as I know, not being communicated out to the schools either. Um, we can likely reverse engineer and figure out once the playoff assignments are released, which will be sometime for fall sports, likely in February or March, um, will they'll release the division assignments for those sports. We'll be able to look at, okay, what teams are in which divisions? What are their enrollments? be able to see teams who uh, have an enrollment that is higher than their divisional placement would put them. We would know that that team uh, moved down because of uh, an appeal or because of a request rather, um, but we won't know which schools were denied their, uh, their request to go up or down. Um, so we will not know the full context and the full information on this process. And again, I, I don't understand uh, why that is not being provided, not only to us um, for, you know, or, or any media for that matter that might request it, but also for the schools themselves um, not being uh, provided. So again, we will have that, um, we'll have an article out this week that will look specifically at the tournament performance factor points, the teams that met that threshold the teams that appealed and the teams that were denied uh, or approved, as well as, again, some uh, some information and some, uh, some feedback that we've gathered from coaches and athletic directors who went through the process. We'll have 
we had some follow-up questions for the WIAA that I uh, uh, asked of them. Uh, I'll have their responses to some of the concerns that that schools and coaches and teams have voiced. Um, and I think it's going to be uh, a little bit of an eye-opener. I, I, I still, and I said this when it passed, I, I don't think... I don't think the schools fully vetted the competitive balance plan or fully understood what it was going to mean and what it was going to do. As far as I know, no one had actually gone through and done the exercise to uh, take all of the components of the plan, especially the tournament performance factor points, and apply them to past seasons to determine and see just how many teams would be actually impacted by that plan. We did that. Uh, prior to the vote being held. And I know that when the WIA was going around and, and presenting two different groups that uh, they referenced the work that we had done to uh, you know, give an indication of who might move up or how many teams or how it would impact. But I don't think that was fully provided to the schools. And, and again, to my knowledge, it was not something that was done by the WIAA or the ad hoc committee that put the plan together. Um, and I think it resulted in uh, in some concerns that are legitimate from schools that are now being impacted. And I wonder, I, I have to wonder if there's a little bit of buyer's remorse from some people that maybe supported the plan that now when they see how it is actually impacting, um, maybe they wouldn't have supported it quite that way. Um, I, one of the, the questions I asked the WIAA was what the timeline might be for review of you know how this is actually working is it something that you know there's expectation that they could tweak right away based on what the results end up being is it you know further down the road or are they wanting to gather you know a year or two of data before anything's revisited um so we'll have some of that uh information in that article that will come out tomorrow as well um of course if schools really want to push the envelope, there is the uh, opportunity for them to put together a petition to uh, to get changes or even complete removal of the plan if they wanted to um, onto the annual meeting agenda through the petition process, which would require at least one school putting together a plan and then uh, getting signatures from at least 10% of the member schools, which would be like 52 or 53 uh, signatures they would need to get from principals or superintendents at uh, at the schools to uh, to put that on the air, excuse me, the annual meeting agenda for then a, uh, a full membership vote. I'm kind of curious if anybody goes that route, because there is quite a bit of consternation and concern, uh, especially in the sport of cross country, and I'll expand on that tomorrow um for how that played out how the tournament performance factor points are impacting uh things and especially the sport of boys cross country where i will tell you that there are multiple coaches and i don't know if this is as much at the school level or if it's just kind of at the coach level at this point talking about the possibility of litigation even encouraging their students and their families and their parents that are impacted to consider litigation. Whether that comes to be or not remains to be seen. Of course, we see the WIAA sued in some capacity, whether it's over an eligibility or a transfer or a playoff uh, issue, whatever it might be. 
Uh, the WIA gets sued almost every year, if not multiple times every year. Uh, so they're no stranger to to that. But it's not, you know, it's not what we would like. It's not what anybody wants. So um, it will be interesting. The the article that we'll have, I think, uh, I, I hope everybody gets a chance to look at it. I hope everybody gets a chance to read it. And um, I, I think it might be eye-opening a little bit for uh, for a few people. So look for that uh, that article to come out on Thursday, we'll be continuing with our football player rankings as well. Again, getting into the top 50 uh, later this week. Um, I think Mark Miller will have uh, a, a preview of his Wisconsin basketball yearbook shootout event that will come out later this week. Uh, and just our, our regular uh, information um, and, and content that will come out as well. And as co of course, if you're looking for to, to keep track of your favorite team or, or follow uh, basketball as we're in season right now. You can do that on wisports.net. You can find your team. You can find their schedule, box scores. You can check out the uh, the, the nightly scores as well. We're getting into a you know busy time. There was uh, well over 300 games between boys and girls basketball on the schedule last night on Tuesday, and that's just going to continue to uh, to ramp up. Obviously, things slow down a little bit uh, over the the holiday break, but you know, when we get into January, it's busy, busy, busy. Most teams into conference play and uh, going at it uh, almost, uh, you know, two or three times a week generally. So make sure you check that out. Um, but we're going to get to uh, momentarily our interview with Billy Kegler from the 608 Basketball Tournament to get a little bit of a preview on that event coming up. Um, but make sure that uh, if you can, get out and check that event out and uh, and look for information from Mark Miller and Norbert Durst on the boys and girls basketball tournaments that will be held over the holiday break uh, coming up after Christmas. Hey everybody, we want to make sure that you arrive safely to your destination this winter and help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. All right, as mentioned, we're getting into that time of the year where there really are some outstanding basketball tournaments coming up on the schedule, many of them over the holiday break and the uh, the Christmas break into that time period. But we've got a big one coming up this weekend already, a little bit of a preview and a little bit of a highlight before we get into that, uh, that, that Christmas season as the 608 basketball tournament will once again be held, the third annual event held at Madison College. And to talk about that, preview it, uh, talk about the games and the elite talent uh, team and individual that will be there. Let's bring in Billy Kegler, uh, the tournament director for the 608 tournament. Billy, appreciate you joining us today on the WSN podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk hoops with anybody, so I'm happy to talk with you about it, Travis. I thought you were excited to talk to me, but you're just excited for anybody. I'm not special anymore. Well, I talk to you regularly, and we got this set up, so that was good to go. But anytime somebody wants to talk hoops, I, I'm in for it. But it'll be more special when you actually show up to the event. How's that sound? <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Uh, unfortunately, as a as a dad of two kids playing basketball, one in high school and one in the youth level, uh, it is it is a challenge. I'd love to get there. It's not very far away. Um, I don't think it's going to work this year, unfortunately, either. I've got uh, uh, my son plays basketball Friday night. Uh, has a game for for Reedsburg's JV team, and then we've got a youth tournament on Saturday. But 
I certainly would be getting there if I could, because it is a high-level elite tournament that not only features standout teams from the state of Wisconsin, as you've done in previous years, bringing in some really good out-of-state talent as well. Before we get into previewing this year's uh, version of the 608 basketball tournament, just take us through a little bit of the history of how this came about and maybe the first couple of years, you know, what were some of the standout uh, matchups and, and standout uh, games that we've already seen at Madison College's Douglas Redston Gymnasium? Yeah, so the event started because the Madison Area Sports Commission came to me with the idea to run a high-level basketball tournament just before the holidays because there's kind of a gap in the schedule as far as things going on in Madison. And with my background being at Just a Game Fieldhouse and then being here at Madison College as the men's basketball coach, I have lots of contacts in that world. So I, I started off on that and then COVID hit and I had a lot of time on my hands to plan. So I talked to a lot of coaches and got feedback and came up with the plan of how this event would run, what it would look like and the amenities that go into it. Uh, the first year of the event was in 2021 and we had four teams. We had Madison LaFollette, DeForest, Yorkville Christian and Lacrosse Central. Well, Lacrosse Central ended up winning the event that year. And uh, then they came back for the next year. I should mention that first year, uh, Yorkville Christian's best player was Jaden Shutt, who's currently a sophomore at Duke. Um, so, so that's a little preview for this year's event as well. And then in the second year, as I mentioned, Lacrosse Central came back. Uh, and we also had Nina, Juliet West, and Wanakee. And Juliet West ended up winning the event last year. And Jeremy Fears is on that team. And he is currently at Michigan State. And his little brother, Jeremiah Fears, who played here, uh, is, a, is a really, really talented junior at a prep school right now. And then that takes us into this year where we have added some amenities to the event. Outside of the 14 tournament, we have showcase games. So our our Tournament features on Alaska, Wisconsin, Lutheran, Verona, and Lakeville North. And then our showcase games is Oshkosh North versus Stoughton. And then to finish off the night is Lake Mills versus Wanakee. So some local talent, some state talent, and then the out-of-state talent with Lakeville North. The schedule for uh, for games begins on Friday, uh, December 15th, 6.30 on Alaska and Wisconsin Lutheran kick things off. And Wisconsin Lutheran is a team that that a lot of people are familiar with, of course, a, a strong program for many years. But this year feature the state's top player, Con Knipple, uh, ranked in the top 15 nationally, has committed to Duke and uh, just a, a really good all-around team taking on on Alaska, who's been a very good team for a lot of years, including Evan Anderson this year, who's a Division One recruit. Uh, that's a, a heck of a way to kick things off on Friday night. Yeah, it worked out pretty good. Um, on Alaska's assistant coach is one of my college teammates, so it was uh, working with them because I knew they would have a great team, and then working with Ryan Walls at Wisconsin Lutheran, who we have some connections, and I didn't realize until the coaches clinic this year that he was an assistant coach at Lakeside Lutheran when they were kicking my butt in high school. So that's a fun little connection um, that Ryan's dad coached at the school my dad played at. So it's a, a small, it's funny how the basketball world is so small. Things continue that night, eight o'clock on Friday, Lakeville North taking on Verona. Lakeville North is a, a, a school or a name that Badger fans probably are familiar with as that has been a very good school to the Univ University of Wisconsin. Former Badger players from Lakeville North include Nate Reavers, uh, current players Tyler Wall, Nolan Winter, and that pipeline continues as senior this year at uh, Lakeville North. Jack Robeson is committed to Wisconsin, continuing that lineage. 
Uh, and Lakeville North will be taking on Verona. Again, that's a Friday night game at 8 o'clock. Uh, again, that's a heck of a way for uh, for things to get going once again and, and for Badger fans to get a chance to see future commit Jack Robeson of Lakeville North. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I was fortunate enough to watch Jack at team camp at Wisconsin this summer uh, and their team. Their coach, John Oxton, is a great guy and they do a great job. As you mentioned, they've had a pipeline of great players and great teams come through there. They, they lost a barn burner in their first game on a buzzer beater. So I know they'll be excited to get back on the right side of the win column. Uh, and I'm excited. I was actually texting with Tyler Wall this morning because him and Nolan Winters will come over to watch their alma mater play. Um, so we'll get that set up for those guys to, to come and watch and cheer on their alma mater. But at the same time, Verona uh, was able to watch them last week. And you know, they've got a lot of athleticism on their roster. And, and it's interesting to me, um, Drew Murphy put up 47 points a couple weeks ago. Like It's nothing to write home about. 47 points is hard to do in a rec league game. Uh, so they have some firepower as well. So I'm excited about uh, that game. And then, you know, obviously they both come back. Winners play winners and losers play losers on Saturday as well. Those uh, those winners, winners, losers, losers games, the, uh, the, the semifinal, the consolation game, if you will, is at 3 o'clock, the championship game at 4.30. But first, at 1.30, an interesting game with Oshkosh North taking on Stoughton. Stoughton's a very good team, very fundamental team. Tyler, uh, Ty Fernholtz, a very good player for them. Uh, Sawyer Shipper, uh, Jacob Hibner. I got a chance to see Stoughton uh, against Reedsburg uh, last week, I think it was. Uh, very good team. And Oshkosh North. Very talented as well. Stevie Clark, the son of former Mr. Basketball Brad Clark, he's committed to Colgate. They've also got an underclassman, Xavier Mitchell, that has an offer from Wisconsin. So uh, that Oshkosh North Stoughton game at 1.30 on Saturday, again, a great matchup between two really good teams. Yeah, I, I think I saw a Twitter post from Coach Brad Weber of Oshkosh North that um, iron sharpens iron or something of the fact that two tough teams are going to play each other in this event two great coaches great programs who have done a good job and so i'm excited because as you mentioned there's individual talent on the floor and, and i've known brand clark for a while and i was able to see him this fall and he was pretty excited for them to come down and participate in this event as people are starting to understand that this is a, a high level event that people want to be a part of and it's it's different hearing about it reading articles about it watching videos about it but being here in place walking in or in person walking into the college walking into our gymnasium and everything we have set up uh, makes it a little bit different environment. So I know that Oshkosh North is looking forward to that. And so is Stoughton um, because they reached out to me to play in this event. And so th they wanted to be here and I'm excited to have them. Things close out Saturday night, six o'clock. Lake Mills will take on Wanakee in another showcase game. Uh, two very good teams. Of course, Wanakee, a little bit of a changing of the guard there as uh, Tyler Salk takes over that program from Dana McKenzie. But two pretty good teams to close things out on Saturday as well. Yeah, it should be a great game. Uh, I've been able to watch them both play this year, and they're both well-coached, as you would expect. And so that that might be a grinded-out game, but for a basketball fan, it, it'll be a great one because the coaches will be going back and forth, and the players on the court are, are very capable. Um, you know, as A.J. Bender is, is at Lake Mills, who has a few offers, I believe. Um, you know, and then Wanakee has, just has athletes all over the place from a, a you know a state football finalist team and guys coming over from there. Um it's going to be a fun way to close out the event. So I'm excited about that. All right. So the, uh, the schedule again, you can find uh, all of that, by the way, on the Madison college recreation site. Is there a direct 
link or direct URL we should refer to uh, people to if they're looking for information or uh, how to watch the games. We'll talk about that a little bit. But what's the best way to get all of that information, Billy? Yeah, so our URL is a little bit unique. So it's 608, but the 8 is spelled out, E-I-G-H-T. So it's the number 6, the number 0, E-I-G-H-T, basketball.com. And then all of the information is there as far as the schedule of the games, the location of the games. Uh, if you aren't able to make it and you do want to watch live stream, that is available in ESPN Madison does our producing and our broadcasting of that game. So it's not just watching a camera. It is a actual commentary and analysis of the game as well. So I would encourage you to check that. So again, it's the number six, the number zero, E-I-G-H-T, basketball.com. A little bit easier is madisoncollegerecreation.com. And then we have the article, the preview article posted right there that obviously has the links to our website to um the player preview and to the live stream. All right. So we, uh, we know how to, uh, how to get to the information. We know uh, that the information will be, uh, excuse me, the games will be streamed as well. Uh, if people are looking for tickets, where can they get them? What are the costs? What, uh, what do they need to know for tickets in attending the games themselves? I would suggest getting here early. So at this point, pre-sale tickets have ended as of about 15 minutes ago. So it'll all be at the door. We do have credit card and cash options um, for purchasing tickets at the door. Uh, doors will open one hour before tip each day. And I would suggest um, you know, getting here early. Adults are $10, students are $5. Uh, once you go in for the day, once you leave, then you have a new admission fee. So everything is contained once you enter the gates with where our concessions are, our bathrooms, the gymnasium, all of the vendors we have in place with prizes and giveaways and all those things are contained after you enter the event. So um, be ready for, for a full day. Uh, you know, when I like to go to a game, it's always good to get some popcorn and eat from the concession. So be prepared to do that and uh, have a great day of basketball. We're talking with Billy Kegler, the tournament director for the 608 basketball tournament coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday at Madison College. Billy, you mentioned that there's some other things and some other uh, excitement and uh, and kind of events that go along with this tournament. What's the atmosphere like? What other things can people expect as they are attending the 608 basketball tournament this weekend? Well, we have a DJ in the gym, live DJ, who who operates from the top of our bleachers and plays plays songs, plays sound effects, does announcing for us. So that's something that's a little bit unique. We have a giant banner on the wall that's our bracket. So of our four-team bracket, teams get to move their name across when they win. Uh, the players really enjoy that. That's a, a fun aspect of the event that not every tournament has. We have vendors in the entryway. Um, Frios Gourmet Yogurt Pops will be there selling. Um, IPT training will be there. Uh, the Army National Guard. Um, clean mark cleaning solutions will be there for giveaways at halftime of the games. We have contests uh, for people to win prizes from ESPN Madison. And then we also have little badgers coming Friday night. So a group of young basketball players that perform at badger games will perform at the 8 PM game on Friday evening as a precursor to them performing at the Cole center later this season. So there's lots of things going on outside of just the game, but if you've ever been in our gym, you know that it's a pretty intimate environment. We can seat 1,200. We're only going to let 1,000 people in. So we don't have people sitting on top of each other, uh, but also so that the teams that are participating can experience the event and sit and watch the other games that happen either, either prior or after their own game. So it's it's a fun 
high energy environment uh, with obviously good talent, good teams on the court that you're going to see here, you know, for, for one weekend only. And then we move on to the rest of the season. You mentioned that uh, Tyler Wall and Nolan Winter are expected to be there. Uh, any other any other uh, teases on college coaches that might be there, or are we gonna? Um, or if if kids are there, are they gonna be able to approach uh, Tyler and Nolan, get some autographs? Kind of what's what's the 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 goings on with some of that? Yeah, so Tyler and Nolan, that'll be up to them. Um, you know, we'll we'll have seating for them on the baseline, and and knowing Tyler, I know that he'll give time to the fans um you know but it all depends on his schedule if that's the case we'll set up an area for them to do autographs and photos if if need be um i can't promise anything right if if they have a schedule and they have to be somewhere then then that's what it will be but um i know that they want to come support their team uh i know that some of the badger coaches will be there to support jack robeson also if you mentioned they are recruiting Xavion mitchell uh from oshkosh north so they'll probably be here too watch him as well um other coaches you know uwm mentioned they're going to try to send somebody over so we'll see it, it's hard for coaches in the middle of the season like uw green bay is out of town uh, i know sundance would love to be here but they're out of town playing um south dakota uh, would love to be here but they're out of town playing as well so it's it's hard for those coaches to get here in the season and, and i totally understand that but we love and welcome any coaches that can come and enjoy the environment with us all right, again, the 608 Basketball Tournament coming up this weekend at Madison College. You can find the schedule, all the information at the Madison College website. We will also have a preview and some additional information on wisports.net. so make sure you, uh, you are checking that out. If you are not able to attend, which hopefully you are, there are streaming options available as well. As uh, Billy said, there's been some great talent there in the past, some high-level Division I talent. There's high-level Division I talent and excellent teams again this year. Billy, we really appreciate you joining us on the WSN podcast to talk about the 608 basketball tournament. Anything we we didn't cover, anything you want to make sure that we uh that, that you mentioned before we uh before we let you go here? Yeah, I guess the, the only other thing I say is parking's free here at Madison College. There's there's no shortage of parking when it comes to this time of year. So that's an easy way to get in and get out over here. Um and then the last thing to wrap up with is is to bring this full circle kind of how this started is after I was approached about it, I started thinking about the event and how I wanted to run it and events that I enjoy going to and aspects of them. And I thought back to when I was a, a little kid and I would go to the Fieldhouse and go to the Badger Classic, which was hosted there for a number of years. And it was the place to be for high school talent. And, and I have this memory in my mind of Reese Gaines. For those of you who know, he played at Louisville, played in the NBA uh, with the magic for a number of years. And he, it was just kind of a magical experience to watch him play. And so that has been my goal with this is to bring teams in, bring players in that are really high level to give younger players the opportunity to come see them in person. And someday when a Reese Gaines or, or whoever it might be is playing at Duke or Louisville or Wisconsin or in the NBA, potentially, they can say, I was able to see that person in person in Madison. And, and so that's what I'm striving for. So I'm hoping people will come out and give their young basketball players that opportunity to see some great talent and have some fun in the process. Reese Gaines, that's a blast from the past. Uh, he was in the same graduating class I was. We played against them in a summer tournament. We played uh, Madison West. Um, yeah, that was the Badger Classic was always a fun time. I remember going to the field house and seeing Greg Steamsma play there and 
uh, and some of the other teams that have have participated in that in that in the past. And we're really excited and, and glad that this 608 basketball tournament has uh, has reached to where it is currently and, and looking forward to seeing it continue to build over the years. Again, Billy Kegler, the tournament director for the 608 basketball tournament, has been our guest. Check out their website for more uh, for more information or visit wisports.net as well. Billy, thanks again for joining us on the WSN podcast. Thank you. And I'll see you in person here at the event in 2024, Travis. All right. Great stuff there from Billy on the 608 basketball tournament. And again, if you're looking for more information, you can visit their website. Uh, we will also have a preview article coming out either later today or perhaps Thursday morning on the 608 basketball tournament where we'll have links to the streaming information. We'll have links to the schedule, have information on the teams involved as well. If you want to refer back to that, as Billy said, they are uh, done with the pre-sale for tickets, but you can buy tickets at the door. It is expected to be a well-attended event, so do recommend that you get there early to make sure that you can get your seat and uh, and guarantee that you get a chance to watch some outstanding basketball at Madison College Friday and Saturday for the 608 basketball tournament. One more reminder to help save lives on Wisconsin roads, the life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Lots of action going on on the hardwood this week and in this weekend. Not only the 608 basketball tournament, but lots of games on Thursday and Friday night. Some conference action, some non-conference action. Make sure you're getting out and supporting your local team as they are doing some great things on the basketball court. That will do it for today, though, for the WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.